This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, it feels good to be back at 10 o'clock and even better to say hello to Gordon Damer. I wonder if he remembers me. I hope you remember us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damon, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe. We ride until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon, is that you? Larry Hardesty, my friend. How are you feeling? How you live? Long time. Long time. No talk. How's everything this, going? This is probably the longest we've been apart since we came together. It, it, it feels that way. It definitely feels that way. And wow. it feels like uh, even when I've been gone, you've not been doing 10 o'clock. No. Because I, I, would check, I would check in at 10 o'clock a little bit and see, I said, where's Larry? Where's Larry? He's, he's, you know, all these different day parts, filling in here, filling in there. Yeah, I was Gordon Damer for a couple of weeks. That's, that, uh, I had that role as well. I, I, I know what you're talking about there. So yeah. uh, it's good to be back with you. It's good to be back at 10 o'clock and uh, ready to break it down, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but before we get into business, let's let's uh-huh. chat a little bit. How was okay. the vacation? Where'd you vacation go? was fantastic. Oh, uh-huh. two weeks away. It was sensational, sensational weather. We uh, we rented a house, and by we, I mean my father in law, my mother in law rented the house, and I just glommed off of them. But uh, it was it was sensational. We got nice. to the beach a whole bunch. The kids nice. were happy. The wife nice. was happy. Everybody oh. was happy, Larry. Wow! But like all good things, they all come to an end eventually. So uh, we are back and uh, ready to roll. No, sensational. A couple of weeks away, Excellent. but that, and it felt long. It felt like a long wow. time away. So that's uh, good. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Unfortunately, while I was away, I would check in with the Yankees. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed there, Larry. No. Nothing has changed there. Well, I can't say that. We're sellers now, baby. I asked her, <laughs> what did I say to you? Put me out of my misery. Gordon, they put me out of my... Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, put me out of my misery early. Friday night, get rid of Robertson. Done. Mm-hmm. Saturday, get rid of Scherzer. Done. Uh, today, get rid of Connor. Done. I mean, it, it's selling them off. Dude, come get what you want. It's it's a Met garage sale at City Field right now. Yeah, they can say it's not a fire sale. It certainly looks like a fire sale. This oh, is what a fire sale. I don't know if they. I've never been to a fire sale, but I would think that uh, they might not tell you it's a fire sale because they want you to to pay the most. But uh, no, the Mets are going through a fire sale and. It's the absolute right thing to do. Yep. Uh, they, they clearly did not fire this year as we all thought that they would, even if you thought last year was maybe uh, the best-case scenario in terms of the wins during the regular season, that maybe they overachieved a little bit in some way. Some guys overproduced last year, and, and that this year they might take a little step back. It was never close. I mean, from the mo- it's so hard with the, the amount of playoff teams you have now to play your way out of it in June. But against all odds, the Mets found a way to play their way out of it in the month of June. It just did not click. And uh, they're doing the absolute right thing by selling off anything and everything before tomorrow's trade deadline. 
Gordon, over the past couple of days, I've been trying to think of a more disappointing season. Okay? And I can think of some more disappointing seasons because they had a lead and were out of it. You know, 07. Uh, I can think of uh, Carlos Beltran's bat on his shoulder against St. Louis. You know, they, they lose. Uh, Willie Randolph, you know, a couple of years of that. But Gordon, um, this is a different kind of disappointment. This is, this is a, a what, what just happened? Like, like you, this was a 101-win team. And Gordon, I swear, it seems like they never recovered from losing it to Atlanta last year in, in, in September. They just never recovered from that. And this year, you know, Scherzer wasn't right. I mean, I, I Scherzer's somebody report, somebody mentioned it. I don't remember who it was, otherwise I would give them credit. But they said Scherzer's time with the Mets was kind of like Tom Glavin. Yeah. And we know how Tom Glavin ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the game that we needed to win, and he he was awful. And so, you know, he he was good during the regular season, but in big moments he didn't come up. Gordon, this is this is it's 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 a different type of frustrating. It's almost it's still kind of shocking. Yeah, generally in this type of situation, it's frustrating with the way it ends. This was frustrating this year from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, they just never seemed to fire, they just never seemed to click. Uh, there was no it was not painful at the end because the end came early. I mean, you hit June and again to play your way out of it in the month of June. And to me, I don't know that I would say that I expected the Mets to win the World Series. It was mostly by the fact that they were spending as much as they were and spending so much more than everybody else that you thought, okay, a team spending this much should win the World Series. But they, they didn't even get close. Uh, it's amazing how poor of a job they did, the players, uh, and I guess putting the team together, that by the month of June, they were done, and uh, the trade deadline, they could have moved the trade deadline up a month, and the Mets would have been selling <laughs> off players. I mean, they were so far yeah. out of it and played so poorly. And you'd think, okay, we got through the month of June. It was a terrible month. Sometimes teams have terrible months. Sometimes teams get off to slow starts and still are able to achieve their goals. The Braves that year, the Nationals. Uh, there have been teams that have started poorly. The Mets just never, they never got on a run. There was just, I mean, they're, they're under 500. Still. Still. <laughs> there, you would think usually when you have an awful month, there's a bounce back, right? Just hitting rock bottom. There's a dead body bounce from 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 playing that poorly. That hey, we're gonna win some in a row. It never really came. So um, no, they're they're doing the right thing. I don't know long term. I think you now have to adjust what your expectations are, not just for this year, but for next year too, yeah. because it really seems like the Met plan failed. Yeah, their plan of, hey, we're going to get a couple of aces at the top of this rotation and they're going to carry us to the playoffs and they're going to be big pitchers come playoff time. That has clearly not worked. So they are they are helping themselves now. They are creating problems down the road that they'll just have to spend their way out of, I guess, with uh, mm -hmm. Steve Cohen's uh, money. But uh, yeah, I mean, what a disappointing season. I can't put it up there with some of the most disappointing, because generally when you talk about the most disappointing, you're talking about the most painful. I don't know that this Mets season was was 
the gut punch, it was just terrible from the jump. Usually the gut punch is you get to the playoffs, you have a playoffs, you blow a lead, you, you don't get to where you want to go in the playoffs. This team didn't sniff the playoffs. We could tell from June that this team was probably not going to the playoffs. And uh, so I don't know that I can put it up there. Usually the, the end of the game, the end of the mm-hmm. season, the playoffs, that's where you get the real gut punch. To me, I don't think that you can describe this Mets season as a gut punch. It's just been a disaster. That's what it's been. Well, what it's done for me is I've been able to check out a, a couple of great um, series on various channels. Uh, <laughs> Hulu been, uh, and Peacock. Oh, Hulu's, and been, Hulu's been big. Amazon Prime. I've, 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 I've become a... Uh, only murders in the building. Very oh, good. Oh, of course, sure. I loved it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big fan now. Big fan. Uh, a couple of other ones. The, the surrogate on Netflix. I've been checking okay. out the quarterback on Netflix. Yeah, sure. That was. I've big, been enjoying big one. that. So yeah. the Mets have given me great options. Yes, because a lot of free time. Uh, because you know, listen, I, I'm a Met fan, Gordon. I will watch, but I'm not invested. You, you, know you don't what I'm have to watch. You'll yeah. watch if it's on. Yeah, but You'll I'm not sit invested. Down and check well, it I gotta out watch because right. I'm, Maybe maybe somebody will want to talk about them <laughs> for the rest of the season, but you know I'm not invested, Gordon. It's, it's no. not. It's no longer must see. It's no, like, I, it's it's oh, it's, it's been a rough season to watch, yeah. Gordon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not been, easy to watch. It is uh, it is brutal uh, to think that they could not figure out a way to get things going. And and again, maybe you just change the mix completely. I would think that they'll probably make another move or two before the trade deadline tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the same pieces, it looks like, are going to be there. Uh, it does make you wonder, what what was the missing ingredient this year that was there last year? It's, really, it's, a, it's, it's mostly question. the same group. It's mostly the same team. It's mostly the same team. I don't know whether it was... Uh, uh, Marte, whether it was Marte not really being himself mm-hmm. with the injuries and and just holes in the lineup, Gordon is it's McNeil is just starting to hit now. I mean it's it's August. <laughs> He's really just starting to hit the way he hit last year. Uh, we've talked about Lindor and his inconsistencies. Uh, Alonso, I don't know. I, I, maybe he's just getting healthy from the wrist because of the hand because he had not been himself. Uh, but I guess it really it. I guess in hindsight, you really once Diaz went down in the WBC, you kind of maybe we should have felt it was gonna it was just wasn't to be wasn't meant to be, it wasn't going to be. But it's amazing to think, as you would say, which is even more indicting, more of an indictment on the Yankees because Aaron Judge plays every day. But I mean to think that because Diaz went down. The whole bullpen was horrible. The pitching just it, it never clicked, Gordon. It was never it never got right. It never no. got right. Yeah. It it is strange how they could be this bad for the entire the entire season. The entire season. Even Buck Shaw Walter was wasn't as good. It just seemed yeah. like they were, you know, and you know because he was a Yankee manager. Buttoned up. You know, this was a guy, you didn't have all those, the, the missteps last year, the running, the base running mistakes, the errors, the stuff like, you didn't have that last season. And this season, it's it's been, not it's been minimized of late a little bit, but you went through a stretch where it was bad like that. The, the biggest thing right now, the best part of Met baseball right now is 
okay, what what is Alvarez? Will Alvarez continue to get great? What um, uh, you know, Ventos is up now. Is is he going to find the position that he looks halfway comfortable with? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 now it's about the young guys. It's about the young guys, Gordon. And the scary thing is, as you mentioned, they may not be good again until twenty twenty five. Yeah, because well, look, um, they have had this approach of spending their way to salvation, right? And and now if they do end up trading Verlander, they've already traded away Scherzer. You take a look at what the rotation is going to be next year. It's going to be Senga and and what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Quintana maybe. I think Quintana is still here yeah. for another year. Yeah, Quintana. They're going to have to continue to spend their way to see if they can put things together. But it's very difficult to be building up the minor league system, which they say they want to do, while also trying to win. Yeah, uh, And um, it, it does seem like that they're going to have to spend a ton of money on addition to what they're spending for guys who are not even on the team anymore. You mean the $35 million for Scherzer? <laughs> I understand money is no object for Steve Cohen, but at some point, doesn't he have to say, wait a second, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we the only ones that are doing this? It's not working. Yep. It's but not. I, I don't really think that there's much of a, a of a of a, a what, what's Plan B, <laughs> right? You're going to have to go fill your rotation now with primarily free agents. You don't. There's no pitching in the system no, that you think really. to yourself, "Hey, uh, you know, David Peterson is all of a sudden going to turn things around next year." You know what I mean? Like, there's no young arm that's uh, on the horizon. Nope. I mean, that's almost why you kind of wonder if they can afford to get rid of Verlander. I mean, you got to have somebody to anchor the staff next year. I mean, I guess if the price is right, you'll get rid of him. But, I mean, you know, like you said, Asenga, McGill has been brutal in the minor leagues. I saw an article a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, trying to figure out what happened to him. Uh, Peterson has been iffy. Carrasco, I know he's not coming back. Uh, So, I mean, you know... They have to hit the free agent market again with some pitches. What Blake Snell's a free agent? I know, right? And that's um, not cheap. That, that no. I mean, you're 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 almost repeating the same things you just did. Yeah. The only difference is you're hoping that with younger guys, you could, you maybe you know you got a little, uh, you know, maybe they're closer to the back of their baseball card as opposed to what Scherzer has been since he's been here, or was here while he was here. Hmm. So yeah, uh, it, it, it's uh, there's no easy answers for no. it. None, none. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Go to the brand new dance like this. When I move, you move. Hardesty and Damer on ninety eight seven ESPN. Chilling with you at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So, Gordon, you know this. We'll get to the calls in a second. Uh, while you were away, mm. are there are there blue checks on X? <laughs> are there are there are, are those are those checks black now on on X, formerly Twitter? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, are we referring to it as X? I know that that's what they have the logo up as. Yes, we is, are. Is that what it's actually yes. called now? It's called X. Yes, it is X, formerly Twitter. X. It's it's uh, it's very odd. It's a very odd. It's like, hey, you remember that thing that you liked using? Let's try and ruin it as much as we can. 
Well, it was ruined anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well finish it off. Yeah. I Once guess you so. started paying for the blue checks, they, they, yeah, yeah. They, anybody they, who's playing say. for the blue check marks, that's that was. That, I guess that was the tipping point. You know, and for a lot of t- for when it first happened, people were like, "Oh, they're." He's going to ruin it. I'm like, it doesn't seem all that different to me. It seems different now. (laughs) Definitely caught up. Oh, you don't think it's different, huh? Watch what I do now. Yeah. I'll show you different. I will show you different. Well, it just shows you how stupid I am. I went to my my phone, Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, one of the first things I do in the morning is I check Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking for the app. I'm like, where, where, where is it? I can't find the app. Uh, and I'm, I'm just like colorblind because I'm looking for the blue. Right. And uh, I eventually Nothing. figured it out. Even X. even I figured it out. X. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever, whatever works. Until they figure out what it is, it's it's everything. It's X. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, look, so you, you can't got that go much away, money, Gordon. you can do what you want with it. Right? <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Off to the phones we go. John is in Jersey. John, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing? Hey, John. Larry, I know you're a big Mets fan like I am, so, you know, we don't have much time left here till the trade deadline. Um, I like what Billy Epler has done to, to this point so far, but I think more needs to be done. I would definitely move Verlander in a deal because he's making a boatload of money. He's an older pitcher with a lot of mileage on that arm. He's already had a major injury. Uh, he could blow out at any point in time, and you still got a couple of more years remaining on that contract. I know the Astros and the Dodgers are in on him, but supposedly the Astros don't have much in their farm system to offer the Mets and what they'd be looking for. So it's more so the Dodgers. And uh, Tommy Fan's a guy I would definitely move away from. Mm-hmm. Brooks Raley and, and it's uh, Toronto Blue Jays are said to be very much interested in Jeff McNeil. And I would look to move on from Jeff McNeil as well because, Larry, like you said, this lineup needs to be shaken up. They need to add some thunder and some uh, speed to this lineup. Uh, what, what I envision is you make a deal with Verlander with the Dodgers, and ideally you want to try to grab an outfielder. You need a corner outfielder, whether it be left field or right field, a young prospect with power, speed, and potential. And you want to bring in some power arms here to revamp that, that uh, bullpen. They, I know they got a pitcher earlier in the day for Canna. I, I, I like that. That was a positive move. But if I can get a power reliever and, and an outfielder for Verlander and I can get some power pitchers that I could utilize in my bullpen, young guys that really bring some gas for Pham and for uh, Riley and McNeil, I, I'd be all in on that. Because if, if you look at this, I, I really think the Mets are going all in for Otani guys in this offseason. And, and if they're able to pull that off, you're getting a pitcher and you're getting an outfielder that you need bringing some major thunder to that lineup. And I would envision moving forward in the future with this team. If you've got Alonzo at first, you've got Okuna at second, you've got Lindor at short, Beatty continues to get better and, and, and develop this, 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 for the rest of this season, and you've got Alvarez behind the dish. I mean, that's a tremendous young infield going forward. And then your outfield, if you've got Otani in right, remember, you've got remember, John, Nimmo Otani in, in is, center. Otani is, is really a DH. He doesn't He's play the outfield. Thanks no. for the phone call. So that's not going to work. But look, I hear what you're saying. Here's a couple of, of caveats to it, though. For the same reason that you want to get rid of Verlander is the reason why I don't know that you can expect that much of a return for Verlander. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Yeah. If, 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 you're, if you're saying there's just a, a little amount of arm and he's 40 and this and that and whatnot, uh, listen, the Astros, the reason why he didn't sign with them, they only wanted to give him a year. 
And he wanted multiple years, which I understand. And they were like, well, we don't know if he's going to be able to go multiple years. So because of that, it's going to limit what you get back. Um, McNeil, I hear what you're saying about McNeil, but I don't know. Gordon, I'm not. I don't know that I want to give up McNeil yet. Uh, and if I do, I, I got to see what I'm going to give up for him. And and right now, I need him. I don't know that I want to give up give up anything for him now for this trading deadline because he's just rising. I'd rather wait till the off season, Gordon, because if he comes back to you know close to his uh, you know league leading hitting abilities, mm-hmm. I'll either keep him or I'll get more for him. I'm still trading him at a at a weakness. Yeah, I mean, th- I, I I know the the way the season went, everyone's going to feel like I want everybody out of here, but you're going to have to eventually replace all these people. And I know that Steve Cohen has all the money in the world, and he doesn't care about money, but he's spending a, a good deal of money. Like if you're saying get rid of Verlander. Get rid of McNeil. McNeil has a big, long contract, so you're going to have to pay to get rid of him, too, at some point. And then you're going to have to replace him. And if we're talking about the Mets minor league system, there's not uh, this endless supply of ready major league talent. Where are you getting the talent from? You're going to have to go out and sign a second baseman. You're going to have to go and sign an outfield. You're going to have to get a rotation for next year. The payroll next year... When you factor in all the money that you're spending on guys who aren't even on the team, plus another year over the luxury tax, I would think it's got to be like $500, $550 million. But at some point, doesn't Steve Cohen have to say, wait a second, what are we, do- what are we doing here? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Even him. Yeah, he will. There's no question. That's why he's talking about we got to get the minor league system rolling. Because he yeah. knows. But see, <laughs> yeah. here's the question for me, Gordon, is – how did everybody misread what you had in the minor league system? Shouldn't this have been done before you went to sign Scherzer and Verlander? You know, like, uh, look, I understand the Scherzer deal. The Scherzer deal is, listen, Degrom. We never know when Degrom's going to pitch, <laughs> so we need somebody else that could be that person that's going to come in and be like another ace. Okay, so you get Scherzer. I get it. I understand that. But I'm just saying, Gordon, you, you're looking at the rest of the system. You had to know it was it, it was barren. You have to know. Well, why why did you decide to spend all this money before you have a baseball head of operations in place? Yeah. Right? Like whoever that guy is, he's going to have to come in here now. And again, maybe maybe there is no limit. Maybe Steve Cohen's good spending $600 million next year. I don't know. Maybe. But it seems like you have to kind of read. It almost feels like you're putting yourself in the same position that you were just in. Hey, we're going to cover up all these warts by going out and spending money. Money is no object, but that hasn't worked. Now, it worked last year to a certain degree, but the plan was flawed. The idea that these two guys atop your rotation were going to be able, uh, nobody could beat them in a short series, that didn't work. And you doubled down on it this year by bringing in Verlander, and it didn't work again, and it really didn't work this year. So now it's not just about fixing the rotation. I think you got to fix the line. I think you got to fix the entire team. It doesn't yeah. feel like this is a tweak away from being back to the 101 win team. No, that's why this team, I don't know that this is going to be a wild card team next year, Gordon. I, I don't know. I mean, of course, we have to wait and see what they do, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at a pitching staff that, the bo- what are you going to do with the bullpen? I mean, Gordon, you got to revamp that whole bullpen. Yep, that's more money, right? 
It's like it's, it's like you buy the house and then you find out everything that's wrong with the house. <laughs> and you want to fix all the things that are wrong with the house before you move into the house. But that's right. At some point, you got to say, wait a sec, you know, we need a kitchen. We don't necessarily need the man cave right away. We need, that's need, are going to need a lot of things. And if they are going to be sellers at the deadline, which it looks like they are, look, the pieces that they've talked about moving outside of Verlander, you know, if they move off of Tommy Pham, that's not a big deal, or, or nope. Rayleigh, that's not a big deal. Uh, but if you're talking about Verlander, if you're talking about McNeil, now you're really talking about impacting next year's team where. It's not just a one-year, hey, let's reboot this thing. It feels like you can kind of throw 2024 into 2023. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's got to be changed. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. But I do want to be clear that it's not a rebuild, it's not a fire sale, it's not a liquidation. This is just a repurposing of, uh, you know, Steve's investment in the club and kind of shifting that investment from the team into the organization. How about that, Gordon? <laughs> repurposing the we're, we're repurposing the, the money into other teams. Yes. <laughs> we're, yes. We're doing what the salary, even though there's no salary cap in baseball, but we're doing what the mm-hmm. tax allows us even more than we're going above and beyond what the tax threshold is. We're taking the baseball. money that we've invested in our players and we're sending them to other teams. It's not a fire sale. No, it's no, not. No, no, it's no. not. It's just a repurposing. That's it. I mean, talk about <laughs> a word salad gobbledygook. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? You can't get these guys off the team fast enough. No. Still working. Still working. Yeah, Who else can right. go? Who else? Take them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, watch Verlander. Verlander. How much of Verlander? Verlander. Right. Verlander. Right. Right. Verlander. Right. <laughs> it's not a fire sale, though. No, don't, don't call it a fire sale. Uh, we're, uh, we're paying everything on their contracts just to get them off the team to get something back of value, but don't call it a fire sale. Please. Can you imagine, Gordon? You pay $35 million, You're going to pay Scherzer's contract. Mm-hmm. For the rest of this year and next, right. so he will opt in, so you can get a who prospect. I hope, who, yes. Gordon, who I hope is close to the Acuna that's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping he's close to the Acuna in Atlanta. Let's now, listen, hope so. It doesn't feel like when the Mets do the same thing as the Braves do, and the Braves have success in it, the Mets have the same. It doesn't feel like the Mets have the same success. Believe me, don't I know? <laughs> Spike is in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Well, a bunch of observations. Welcome back, Gordon. You were missed. And, yes. And the, so Twitter changes to an X. I said the same thing. What do I have that starts with X? Uh, now uh, the screen caller, John from Freehold, became John from New Jersey. And I want to tell him 60 days to Nick's training camp. That's on my uh, calendar. But uh, since you left, it's both over now. I played Roy since It's over for Larry the other night. And he got a kick out of it. And uh, for the after the Mets, uh, you know, Cohn's not a dummy. Obviously, ill-gotten gains are not whatever his issue was in his hedge fund business. He's got the money to buy everything, but he saved money with this transaction on the on the luxury tax. And he'll save it next year on the luxury tax. So, in essence, what he did is he bought a top 50 prospect. And the father played in the bigs, too, right, Larry? I believe so, yeah. 
I believe. Yeah, he, Brian, uh, I believe uh, Acuna sure. Senior played in the big leagues. Yeah, you're right. He's half as good as this guy's one of the top three players in the game. Yeah, but uh, the Yankees are done too. I saw it tonight, uh, Gordon. So you got your football. And uh, is it true that uh, Miami? I don't know if you followed it while you were away. I'm sure you peeked in. But is it true that Miami is trying to get the uh, defensive guy from uh, Washington? I did not see that. No. Uh, what's his name? They're, they're high draft pick. He's an all pro a couple of years Chase in a row. No, yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, I heard he may be uh, going to Miami. And you're going to sign this running back who was hung around with the Jets. I think he slept Dalvin in Woody Johnson's house. Dalvin yeah, Cook is going he... to go to the team, the first team that offers him a contract that he's actually looking for. I mean, the amount of, of, of uh, courting. Oh, he's with the Patriots today. He's with the Jets today. He's with the Dolphins today. He's with all these teams. Nobody wants to give him what he's looking for, obviously. Well, he, he wants to stay home, and he gets a raise moving back to Florida because there's no sales, no sales tax. There's no state tax. So, uh, But, you know, what did he do? He's a pretty good runner. They got their runner. The kid's healing. So, I uh, look, the football season will start. A lot of sharps I know who, who wager are uh, fading the win total on the Jets. And I talked to Larry when he was on with Bart. And uh, about uh, Larry's always believed and taught me to believe it, too. You need both sides of the ball's lines in the trenches to really be a good team. You just do. If they don't protect Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's not going to work. I mean, I hope they do for Buddha, for Ira, my other Jet fans. But uh, you've got to protect this guy. I mean, he's done everything right, including what he did with Sean Payton. That almost sounded pre-rehearsed. So good to have you back, Gordon. We missed your wit and your charm. Thank you, Spike. I appreciate that. It's good to be back. Um, Yeah, I I did not see anything about Chase Young and the Dolphins. Uh, I'm sure Chase Young has had enough injuries. He doesn't need to go to the Dolphins and get a new one before the season even starts. Leave the poor kid alone already. How? When will, and we'll get to the calls in a second, when will Dalvin Cook understand that you're not. You gotta adjust what you're asking for, right? Nobody's. I don't know what he's what asking for. Whatever it is, at the beginning of the process, he was looking for ten million dollars. He's not getting ten million dollars. Um, but I mean, the amount uh, that I've seen. Oh, he wants to go to the Jets. He, he wants to go to the team that's going to give him the most money, and that's what yep. he should do. Mm-hmm. And when one of these teams, I, I don't know when that money might ever uh, emerge. It doesn't seem like it's going to emerge. I think he really has to have a real um, come-to-Jesus kind of moment because mm-hmm. we saw what happened with, Sa- with Saquon here. Uh, you're seeing it with, uh, with uh, Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Uh, the mm. teams do not want to pay these running backs, uh, especially one like Dalvin Cook, who's a very good back but has been hurt a lot, and they just don't put money into that position. We've seen that for years now. It's not new. And judging from what Ursay had to say, uh, Jonathan Taylor's not getting paid there. <laughs> no, I don't know where Jonathan Taylor's going to get paid, but it's not going to be in Indianapolis. I'm pretty sure of that. Nope, no deal. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Larry Gord, good to have you guys back together. Hey, Tommy. So, uh, yeah, but the last thing you guys need in uh, Miami is uh, Tua and... Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> popping heads together in the hallway or something. And right. It's coming. Don't worry. It'll happen oh, at some okay. point. The writing's on the wall. But, uh, no, I, I just got a bellyache about the Yankees real quick. Uh, this 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 is just unacceptable. And I don't know what they're going to do in the next 
24 hours. And I'd love to get your take on it because I, I, I don't know whether they buy, they sell, they, they stand pat. I, I, I don't know what they do. Well, I will say this, Tommy, and, and thanks for the phone call. I don't know what they will end up doing. To me, it is not even remotely close sell. to what they should do. Sell. This is not a good team. Sell. Why? I don't understand how everybody's surprised that it's not. A, it's almost like it's dawning on people that this is not a good team. They should absolutely be sellers at the deadline. What their approach will be, I don't know. But their approach should be to sell. And I will say this. If they don't sell tomorrow, that is an indictment on Brian Cashman. Maybe the most indictable offense of Brian Cashman. Because what you're saying is, if you're not going to buy, if, you're, if your team has not shown you enough that the Yankees are going to buy, that tells you that the team is bad. That not even the Yankees, the team as comprised by Brian Cashman was not good enough for you to sink more resources into them. That's bad. Yep. But if no team is looking to buy what you have to sell, that's also on Brian Cashman. Yep. So they have they have to pick a lane tomorrow. Doing nothing is not accept that that's the worst of them all. Doing nothing. You have to do something and they should absolutely be selling anything and everything before that deadline. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's head back to the phones. Let's do it. Manny's in the car. What's up, Manny? Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener. Welcome back together. Um, I had a question, but I want to make a point first. Uh, we all know David Stearns is coming. It's like the worst secret in baseball. It's almost like tampering at this point. Um, I agree with everything that you had to say pretty much. I would, have, I would keep McNeil. I would bring up Mauricio, put him at second base, and send McNeil to left. Um, we don't know what kind of a job Billy Epler has done because we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But don't you think that Steve Cohen brought Billy Epler in because he has a connection to Shohei Otani? Well, I guess that was part of it, Manny. Um, thanks for the phone call. But, you know, listen, there's... I don't think he's coming to the East Coast, Gordon. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, as a Met fan, you'd love to have him. Obviously, as a Met fan, you 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 believe you've got uh, with Cohen, you've got money. Hopefully, he's got some left uh, that he'll be able to make him an offer. Because, I mean, Gordon, is he going to be the first? Is he going to be a fifty, fifty five, oh, sixty easily. million dollar yeah, year? I player? would think he has to be fifty million, at least, right? Yeah, I would think he has to be fifty million, like five hundred million dollars for ten years or something. You know, something along those lines. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, and and that's but I still don't think he's coming here. Gordon, why look at it this way, Met fans. Let's be honest. He's with a better team right now. Why would he come here now? Right. I don't see it. Now and then plus the other thing is I don't know, Epler's who says Epler's gonna be here next year? 
I don't think so. I think he'll be repurposed. He might be repurposed somewhere else, Larry. <laughs> I don't think he'll be here. He's not fired. He's not been relieved of his duties. He's just been repurposed. He's repurposed. Right. Yeah, that's it. So that's it. Josh is in East Brunswick. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. How are you? What's going on? So I'm completely okay with what the Mets are doing. This is how you build a team. Are they going to win the World Series next year? Probably not. No. Are there three wild cards? Yeah, there are. Stranger things have happened before. You might be able to sneak in. But Ebler specifically, first off, I think he's here next year. I think he's the GM under a David Stearns. But outside of the rough trade, which I can still kind of understand why they did it at the time, what move has he made that would make you say, wow, this guy just has no idea what he's doing? Like, I look at the totality of his moves and I say, yeah, with the hand he was dealt with no farm system, the guy put together a team that was competitive last year and should have been competitive this year. I don't think this is a Billy Epler problem. The only thing I'll say to that is this, uh, and thanks for the phone call. Gordon, Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer, Joe Leo, Harvey Cruz, we all knew the Mets needed a bat. They didn't have a DH last year. Gordon, they never got the DH. Okay? And I still believe... And maybe I'm wrong, but I still believe if they had another bat in that lineup, another power bat in that lineup, things might have been different. And Gordon, they knew they made the mistake. They got rid of Ruff, and they kept Vogelback this year. And they still don't have a, a, a real DH. Nope. So for me, that was, the, that was an issue for me. You needed to get a DH. You never got that DH. Uh, so other than that, you know, I hear what you're saying, but to be honest... The bullpen left a lot to be desired. And for me, Gordon, once Diaz went down and you knew he was done for the season, oh, maybe he could come back if you make the postseason. Okay. We got to get to the postseason to hope he comes back. All right? You needed to even add, make deeper moves in that bullpen just in case. You knew what you had in there, Gordon. You knew that bullpen was a question mark. So those yeah, are the things no I, would get, Pat, I would get um, a Billy Epler on. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that Billy Epler had, uh, seems like an unlimited budget. And this is the team that he put together. So you can say, well, you know, this move isn't that bad. That move isn't that bad. But at the end of the day, the team is bad. And if, uh, to me, it feels like Steve Cohen is, is kind of skating on his responsibility on it because he's the guy who said at the trade deadline, no, last year, we're not trading any of our top prospects because we want to build this farm system. And that might have been the time to trade some of your top prospects, even though it would, have, it would have left you with a tougher job down the road because last year was the year where it was the time to go for it. It's easy mm-hmm. this year to say we're not trading any of our top prospects because the team's terrible. Um, but I, I don't think Billy Epler's done a, a, a very good job based on the fact he's had an unlimited budget. And you take a look at the, the rotation they put together. I mean, they're spending so much money, and, and, and this is what you got out of it. So... Uh, I don't think that he's done a very good job, no. Santiago's in Kearney. Santiago, you're next on 98.7. Thank you, Brad, for taking my call. I, I, love, I love you two together. But the problem is I, I, sometimes I want to jump out of my car with the fans that we have around here. It's not, I don't, like I've played baseball all my life. And I ask myself, how do these people get this GM's job, Brian Cashman and, uh, and the one in the Mets? Because money is not your problem. It's your knowledge about the game. Your players that you select, 
Now everybody's talking about Otani. How come Otani and Mike Trout hasn't won nothing? They didn't even make the playoffs. It's not a one-man team. It's a collective player team. Come on. Now you guys have a lot of experience about sports. Sports is not about one man. Everybody has to be in the same team together. And as a fan of the game, because baseball is my passion, I, I really think people don't uh, either I'm blind or they don't know how to watch the game. You could have you could have Jesus playing first, uh, God playing second, God pitching. It's, how about the, uh, who's gonna who's gonna take care of the other base? Come on. I think God would have been able to figure it out. I don't know. I, I, I think God and is all of his powers. I think he might be able to. I, I think he'd been. Okay. Bugs Bunny did. Bugs Bunny only had Listen, Bugs Bunny, and he was able it. to figure it out. That's right. All nine of them. All nine of them. <laughs> First base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, yeah, that's it. Well, you know that off-speed pitch was unhittable though. Mm-hmm. For Bugs, oh, that was <laughs> tough. It was tough to get. It was, but no, I hear what you're saying. It is a group effort. There's no question. It's not a one-man team. But uh, the bottom line here is, Gordon, they're not. It takes not only talent, but a certain chemistry, and things have to go right. And so none of that went right. This team was a subpar team, Gordon, from the start of the year. And it's unbelievable to think that way, that this was a team that came, that comes off a 101-win season. And they look the way they, they're not even going to be. They may not be a 500-ball club this year, Gordon. It doesn't look. It's not trending that way, that's for sure. Uh, well, here's the thing. They have to they have to change their approach because what we have seen, even though Steve Cohen's not been here all that long, it has been proven at this point, just simply spending as much as you want is not the solution to the problem. Because yep. again, think about how bad it would be if they had Correa too. I know. I mean, if they hadn't gotten out of that deal, the, yep. the payroll oh, that they would gosh. be looking at right now, right? You're right. So the, right. the, the, the Steve Cohen philosophy has been, I will just spend my way out of it. And at yeah. least so far, that has not worked. Now, maybe he'll just dig in his heels. Rich people sometimes say, I can, I can buy my way out of anything. So maybe Steve Cohen will figure, I can still buy my way even out of this. I think there needs to be a change of approach because what they have done so far has not worked. Yep, you're right about that. It just hasn't. It really, really hasn't. So um, we'll see what they're going to do. But, uh, you know, they just have to keep selling. That's the bottom line, Gordon. They got to yeah. keep selling. Mm-hmm. That's all. And and until they get a team or, you know, something that uh, they can get squared away with. Yeah. That's and, the and maybe line. And maybe Met fans have to also kind of readjust – what their timeline is because yep. if you think hey we're going to sell here and it's going to be this quick reboot where next year we can go out and s- you're just doing the same thing you just did mm-hmm. and 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 the same guy is spending the money in in epler i know they might have david stearns in here and maybe he, this i w- w- did i miss all these championships that david stearns has won in, Mil- in milwaukee <laughs> all of a sudden he's going to come in here and be the savior yeah well, we hope so. You hope so, right? Let's <laughs> hope so they don't strike out there too. Absolutely, <laughs> because if they do, we're, what? Boy, are we in What's trouble? What's Plan B, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, we'll just he's been well, he's been repurposed to stay in Milwaukee. <laughs> we'll just keep repurposing all the GMs yeah, until we get the right one. Exactly. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, Gordon and I will talk a little bit, very little for Gordon's sake, about the Yankee situation. That's next. It's hard to see in Damer on ninety eight seven ESPN. Sometimes I want to jump out of my car. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. 98.7 ESPN.